Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Tuesday, September the 28th, and I have a huge treat for you guys today. My friend, author Marianne Sunderland is here today, and we're going to talk about why you can homeschool special needs kids successfully. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Hi, I'm Heidi St. John. You probably know my name because I've been working hard for the people of Washington State for the past 17 years. Now I'm running for Congress in Washington's 3rd Congressional District, and I need your help. I'm running against several big-money Republican opponents in the primary, and I am determined to prove that a grassroots campaign financed by working men and women can still compete with super PACs and mega donors. To make a difference, please visit Heidi St. John for Congress. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys. Before I get started uh, with Marianne today, and I'm so excited that she's here, I wanted to remind you guys of a couple of things that are coming up on my schedule. I am going to be in Oklahoma trying to get you guys off the bench and onto the battlefield. That's coming up on the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of uh, October. And I will be starting out in Mustang and then moving to Tulsa and Enid, Oklahoma on the 3rd. You guys can find out more information about that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. I have a special treat on the show, and really, Marianne is here today in response to listener questions. A lot of you guys asking me, in light of what's happening, I want to pull my child out of public school. Can I homeschool a special needs child? If you have a question that you would like uh, addressed at the show, the way to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Leave me those requests, and we will do everything we can to get people on the show who are going to love on you and encourage you and give you the answers that you're looking for. I want to introduce you to my friend, Marianne. We met years ago and uh, she, Marianne has been homeschooling for a long time, homeschooling special needs kids. And she has a real heart to encourage mothers that you can actually do this thing that God's called you to do. Marianne, my friend, welcome to the show. Thanks, Heidi. It's nice to be here. It's nice to be, it's nice to see you. It's been a while. I know. I know. I see you online all the time, but yeah. you probably don't see me. <laughs> I feel like well, I just saw you. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's, it's kind of crazy what's going on uh, in my life right now. But I, I'm trying to think, the first time that you came to see me, it had to have been at a women's retreat, right? In Oregon? Yes. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget what it was called now, but it was, yeah. it was something about I think about it was fear. Come Away. Oh, come away. Come away was the first one. Yeah. And fearless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I flew all the way to Oregon from California to hear you. Yeah. (laughs) Out of the frying pan into the fire. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's true. Well, and you, how many kids? So so, um, it's been a little while. So why don't we tell listeners a little bit about you and um, what you do and uh, about your family, your children. And then we'll get into some of these nitty gritty questions. Okay. Um, so we've been homeschooling. We just finished our 25th year. I have eight kids. The oldest will be 30. Oh my goodness. I know. Uh, my daughter just November. turned 30 last week. <laughs> so crazy. I, I think know. that's why we connected so much, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, who else is crazy enough to homeschool all these kids? I don't know. I um, know. And um, so, and then the youngest is 11. Um, we started homeschooling kind of because we wanted to travel and we were living in LA at the time and the schools were expensive or terrible. So it seemed like a good option. And, um, you know, we just figured how hard could it really be, you know, (laughs) 
famous last words. <laughs> How hard could it be? Um, well, it was easy. Like the first year I bought a bunch of um, workbooks from the drugstore. And yeah. that's how we did kindergarten. And then I went to a homeschool conference that summer, and that's when things went downhill. <laughs> well, because they complicated it. Yes, very yeah. much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it took me, you know, years to to get out of that kind of school at home. And the, the really, I think I would have been perfectly happy there doing school at home, except that my kids weren't. And mm-hmm. we learned pretty quickly that um, first one and then another and another had dyslexia. So super bright, huge vocabulary, very curious, capable kid, but could not remember the silent E rule, you know, could not mm-hmm. remember his sight words. And, and it was not for a lack of trying. And so we tried all these curriculum and finally got him tested and learned the word dyslexia. And it turns out that dyslexia is genetic. My husband's dyslexic. Um, and seven of our eight kids have dyslexia. And dyslexia comes with a variety of other Yes. So you've got dyscalculia, which is trouble with math, dysgraphia, which is trouble with handwriting or writing in general, um, ADHD. They all kind of go together. So mm-hmm. um, how did you, so I want to uh, back up really quickly because I know that there are people that are listening to this right now and they're homeschooling their kids and maybe they haven't had a formal diagnosis. You know, maybe they're just going, boy, does it, this is really this hard. Like I, you know, I, I thought I was going to be able to give my kid instructions and then they were going to understand it and we're going to, and they're not progressing at the rate that they would like to, or they're, or they're maybe wondering if something's wrong. What do you say to, to that, to that mom, to that dad? So there's a couple of things. One, there really is no other reason for a kid to struggle with reading besides dyslexia. Anybody who's homeschooling, who's spending any amount of time trying to teach their kid, you know, and it is, is doing a good enough job. You know, my one non-dyslexic kid is proof of that. <laughs> like one day she just, after doing Bob books, having Bob books thrown at her and the, explode the code, you know, because I was so busy with the other one. She's like, oh, mama, yeah. she's reading Little House on the Prairie and she's six. And I'm like, you know, I cried. I was like, that's yeah. not fair. Like, that's how kids learn to read. Mm-hmm. So you are doing enough and you're doing a good job. But the thing is, is that, you know, 20% of kids will struggle to learn because of dyslexia. And what I would recommend is, Go online and Google signs of dyslexia, because Mm. a lot of times we have a misconception about what dyslexia actually is. Um, Obviously, it struggles with reading and spelling, um, and there is some reversing of letters, but there's a lot of other signs that will um, kind of illuminate what's going on with your child. For example, um, learning to tie shoes is really difficult. Uh, Mm. Memorizing the days of the week, uh, sometimes colors, learning math facts. Um, uh, prepositions, you know, things like up and down and yesterday and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, kids with dyslexia can have a really hard time with that sort of thing. So I would say look up signs of dyslexia um, because it'll give you a good sense. And then if you have a close relative with dyslexia, um, then it's genetic. So of course, that's a strong indicator that your child could be dyslexic. Wow. So that's good to know because I did not know that dyslexia was genetic. I had no idea until just yeah. now. Um, and so when you, so you realize so you're, you're kind of jumping into this homeschool thing, not realizing that this is going to be as challenging as it is. Yeah. Uh, and there are, there are moms listening to this right now who are like, there's no way I can't do that. I don't have the patience. Is it about patience, Marianne? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's about perseverance <laughs> and, and apologizing, you know, yeah. um, no, and I, t- you know, I just wrote a book called No More School, 
um, meeting the educational needs of kids with dyslexia and language-based learning difficulties. And the reason I wrote it was because I have this unique perspective to be able to look back at my kids who I homeschooled. Like, uh, let's see, five of them are graduated now and they all have dyslexia and all of them are super successful. Well, one's just starting community college and she's, you know, okay. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at where they are now and what we did in high school and what I was afraid of. And I'm like, oh, somebody needs to say something, <laughs> you yeah. know, because yeah. li- literally, and you know what it's like with a house full of kids, it's yeah. very difficult to give your kids that one-on-one time. And so my kids played a lot. And it turns out that play is actually a really good thing for your kids, Well, right? who knew? <laughs> who but knew? so, so um, you know, I have this perspective to be able to look back and say, oh, grammar was not that important. Oh, I should not have stressed about spelling. Oh, math oh. facts, you know, just keep moving. Give them a math fact chart. Give them a calculator. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned a lot since then um, that homeschooling really is the best if you, if you have a heart to do it, you can absolutely do it and do it well. Yeah. And I think just to, uh, to erase that fear, because so much of it is fear. You know, when I, when, when moms write into me, I probably have, I mean, right now, uh, I want to talk about your book in a, in a second too, because I probably have 15 questions in the hopper of moms who are saying, I either think my child has special needs or I'm definitely homeschooling a special needs child. My child has autism they have Asperger's, um, and I've been told I can't do it. But the reality is I didn't have a child with special needs, and I was told I couldn't do it. I was told, well, leave that up to the expert. You don't right. actually know what you're doing. Um, people go to college to to teach kids you know, to read. And the same thing is being told to these moms with special needs kids, that yeah. they have to have a specialized degree, that they have to have some, you know. But that's not actually true, is it? Not at all. In fact, we had a really interesting God experience early on. Uh, we had, when we had four kids, we rented our house out and we just went sailing for three years, and uh, which was life changing for those kids. Mm. But the people that rented our house from our church put their kids in the local public school, and it turned out that their kids were dyslexic. And we live in a reasonably nice neighborhood, like there, it's considered like college educated area, right? Mm-hmm. But this school that this girl went to, the teacher, that was it was one of the worst examples of mistreatment by a teacher that I'd ever heard of. Just like shaming this child and oh, making no. her read in front of the class, making her stay in at recess. You know, you're not trying hard enough because that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Kids with dyslexia are super smart. So when they struggle to read or have ADHD and space out, right, they're getting in trouble a lot. Um, but that, when we got back from our trip, I was like, geez, my, my son is still, he's nine and he's still not reading. Or, or, you know, he was 12 and he still wasn't reading independently. And and that was not for a lack of trying. We, we read every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I learned basically from that and from other experiences and research is that teachers are not trained at all in learning differences. Uh, Even if you get a master's degree, and this is changing some, but even if you have a master's degree as a reading specialist, you have a one semester class on reading difficulties. And that could be from Down syndrome. It could be from developmental disorders. It could be from blindness. It could be from, you know, dyslexia. There's a, and that is changing, but 
but honest to goodness, there is no training, which is shocking because 20%, they think about 20% of the population is dyslexic. Um, so no, the schools are not the educational experts, um, unfortunately. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even though many are very well-meaning, um, we just took in a foster daughter who has some learning differences and we started homeschooling her and she's a senior and she still doesn't quite know when to multiply and divide Mm -hmm. yet she's gone through geometry. So I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. (laughs) How on earth did you pass those classes? Right. Maybe Um, she was in Oregon. They don't care if you understand it or not. They just graduate you now. You know, the thing (laughs) is, is they were doing the best they could. Yeah. There's no place for a 10th grader who needs fifth grade math. Mm -hmm. And so they're just doing what they can to move you along. But that's, in my opinion, and I'm kind of a rebel, you know, as I've homeschooled for so long, that's not really education, you know, that, and that's, that's the schooling kind of thing that I'm talking about. They schooled Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. 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 So you have, you've just written this book. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about it. Like what, 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 you know, maybe some of the chapter titles or some of the, the things that you think will be the most helpful in the name of it again. Uh, it's called No More School, Meeting the Educational Needs of Kids with Dyslexia and Language-Based Learning Difficulties. I call them learning differences. I don't believe that dyslexia is a disability. I know it kind of looks like one when you're teaching them how to read, but what's coming out more and more recently is the unique strengths that people with dyslexic brains have. And it Such really, as what? Um, interconnected thinking. So being able to link up uh, sociology and art or landscape and weather control, you know, like they have these uncanny abilities to connect different fields, um, narrative strengths. Like there's a lot of authors who are dyslexic. So, so really, uh, seeing, seeing connections between things, big picture Mm -hmm. engineering, um, being able to see complex systems in their heads, and, and but they can't get it out into words sometimes, <laughs> right, and they can't right. even write the words, but they've got this whole thing in their head, you see. And so more and more uh, science is pointing to these strengths. And so when I when I wrote the book, I kind of wrote it for myself. I mm. felt I, I am such like it's so ironic because I am the most left brain, linear, non-dyslexic person you'll ever meet. Like, please just, I mean, the first curriculum I bought for my kids was Rod and Staff because it was all the color-coded notebooks and workbooks. I was in heaven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know, quickly brought our family into hell because it was such a bad fit. Not that it's a bad curriculum. It's just that, no. you know, if you can't read or right. write, um, you know, you're not going to yeah. be able to work. Not going to enjoy like yourself. Yeah. But I just have this propensity to hop back inside the box. And so over the years in my blogging and in my researching, I've come to understand that that schools are really not based off educational science, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so the first part of the book kind of deconstructs, like, why are we doing things the way that we're doing them? You know, how did compulsory schools start and what were the goals? what is, what is IQ? You know, how, why do we test that? What does that look like? And, yeah. and, and just looking at different theories of education, theories of motivation and kind of, so deconstructing kind of the, the status quo or the box of traditional school, and then kind of reconstructing and saying, we don't have to do things that way. And then here are ways that we can do things that, that, um, 
allow our kids to actually walk in the strengths that God gave them to walk in. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I mean? Like, it's not just a matter of fitting them inside the box. It's a matter of distracting them from what God actually gifted them to do. So that's kind of the gist of the book. I really wanted to empower parents that it's okay if your school doesn't look like the school down the street because parents know parents know what their kids need. They just need to know that it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's you know that you're giving them permission to think outside the box, to do something a little bit different. And the truth is I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, this is every homeschool mama ever. True. You know, yeah. who, who, uh, you, you know, when I brought my kids home, you know, Savannah, uh, she went through second grade in the public school. And when I brought her home at the end of her second grade year, I just remember thinking, I'm going to have to start all over because like you, I wanted to jump into a box, right? I wanted to do what I knew that I had done in school that I thought worked for me. And I tried it with her and it didn't work the way I wanted it to. And I had to rethink and really what you're saying is right. Deconstruct everything I knew about learning Mm -hmm. because the schools told me, this is the way that you do it. Well, when they've got 25, 30 kids in a classroom, they have to do it that way. They have no choice. Mm -hmm. But but homeschooling really is freedom because you can figure out where your child is bent and then fold them along the bend. And that's kind of what you learned to do. You do. And and I think parents do tend to do that as they homeschool um, Mm -hmm. in large part. You know, I have one child who is not dyslexic and she is so far on the other end of the spectrum. I mean, she's like nothing challenges her. Like she's just, everything's easy, you know? So she's 16 and taking college classes and she's like, oh, this is easy. I totally get this. You know, she's showing (laughs) me her math equations that are half a page long. Like, look what they did. It's so cool. And this is that, and this is that. And I'm like, who are you? You know, (laughs) Um, where did you come from? Uh, So there are kids that are like that. And that's great because the world needs people like that. Right. But the world also needs explorers and adventurers and entrepreneurs engineers, um, you know, artists and writers and people Mm. who, uh, God created them to bless our world with these kinds of things. Yet in the traditional school system, those are looked at kind of as talents, you know, but like you, you hear the story of the, of the athlete being kicked off the football team because their grades aren't good yet. That's their strength. You know, (laughs) that's the thing that gives them hope in the world, you know, because school is so hard. And so, you know, we're just kind of, I think re redefining education, mm-hmm. really what's mm-hmm. learning. So it, mm-hmm. it kind of ch- gives a comparison between learning and schooling and, and gives parents the freedom to actually help your kids to learn the way that we naturally learn. Mm. And it's so important. And I think one of the things we're learning probably in the midst of COVID right now, you know, as the curtain has sort of been pulled back on the disaster that is the public school system, there are parents who have felt like maybe for years and years, like I never, I wouldn't have had the courage to do it. But since you decided to close my kid's school for a whole year and they're distance learning and my kids aren't thriving, hey, maybe I'll give it a shot. And it, and um, I want parents to know, give it a shot and you can do it. You can be successful at this thing. Um, And God gave those kids to you. Yeah. You know, so often um, kids with learning difficulties are highly stressed at school because uh, one of the facets of dyslexia is an auditory processing delay. So their hearing's 20-20 or whatever it is, like they're, they have perfect hearing, but they process sound slower. 
And so they're constantly feeling behind and constantly feeling like their senses are not helping them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to writing and spelling and reading, everything is harder than the person, you know, 80% of the people in their classroom. And so just the very act of bringing them home can relieve so much pressure on children. And you hear it over and over again, families saying, I have no idea what I'm doing, but number one, my kid doesn't need ADHD medication anymore. And number wow. two, they're, they're not, they don't have stomach aches. They're not, you know, chewing their nails. They're not crying on the way to school. You know, they're, they're healing. And, yeah. um, it's a, it's, it's not just one or two families. It's many. I just think that's, that's so encouraging. I have so loved, loved having you. We are out of time for today. I'm hoping you can come back tomorrow and talk more specifically. I know there are a lot of people who are listening to this whose kids um, have an IEP. I hear this all the time. My kid has an IEP. Can I transfer my child? Um, and what do what can I access in the public school? What is still worth me accessing? Can I use the IEP even when I'm homeschooling? And uh, kids who are on a 504 and the, lots of other uh, kind of idiosyncrasies of homeschooling special needs kids, would you be willing to come back tomorrow Absolutely. and pick this up where we left off? Awesome. Thank you very much for uh, joining me today. And guys, if you want more information, I'm going to link back to Marianne's book in the show notes today. If you know someone who is either considering homeschooling a special needs child or has been doing it and is discouraged, please share this podcast. I really want you guys to have access to Marianne's information. Marianne, you have a blog too. Why didn't we talk about that? Uh, what's <laughs> the name of, of your info. blog? Homeschoolingwithdyslexia.com. So homeschoolingwithdyslexia.com. I'm going to link back to all of these things in the show notes today. I want you guys to be encouraged because God gave you your children for a reason. You can absolutely do this. And I thank God for people like Marianne who can come alongside you and give you the boost that you need. Thanks for listening to everybody. And Marianne and I will come back tomorrow and we'll pick this discussion up where we left off. Thanks for being here. I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.